All right, welcome back, Art World. Uh, we are coming to you from Los Angeles, aka Santa Clarita. Are, are we? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> You're a dirty liar. We are not in LA. Uh, that voice you hear is uh, Miss Art World. What's up? Hello, everyone. And we have an artist in house with us, Sean Keaton. Hi. How's it going? Good. Good. Thanks for um, making the trip up here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not out on the west side that often, so. All right, well, welcome. Because <laughs> you're based out of uh, L.A., Yeah, right? well, I'm in Glendale, technically, but okay. yeah, working at Atwater, so. Okay. Okay. Are you originally from Los Angeles? Uh, from Humboldt County, originally. Oh, NorCal. Okay. And then San Diego, and then the East Coast, and then back here. You've moved. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Where in the East Coast? Uh, New Jersey for high school, and then I went to college for animation in upstate um, New York. Oh, very cool. Oh, interesting. Nice. Gosh, two New York students right right yeah. at the table with me. Yeah, Big New day. York's where it's at. That's where okay. you go. Some may say that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says that. Yeah, I know. All right. Um, awesome. So let's dive into your work. Sure. Um, <clears throat> you brought over two prints, mm-hmm. and they are awesome. Thank you. Can you explain kind of like your style, um, your inspiration? Uh, yeah, so um, I call it uh, like a, a manic dayglow punk rock celebration of the things that um, make us feel broken but are actually what sort of unite us and um, make us all interesting and, and similar. Um, so it's got sort of really clean, bold, cartoony lines, um, sort of um, influenced by 1920s surrealist like Fl- Fleischer cartoons. We're talking really old. Betty Boop and Felix the Cat and Coco the Clown and Popeye and stuff um, mixed with um, sort of really almost uh, neon uh, splattery crazy color. I find that if I have really simple clean lines I can just go completely insane with the color and it still reads Um, and I'm trying to draw how things feel instead of how things look. So um, however something feels emotionally to me I try to get that out and not worry so much about um, what the color of the thing actually would be if it was in real life, or um, how an arm would even bend. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so it's a sort of like cartoon stuff mixed with maybe street art and lowbrow um, pop surrealist, like Los Angeles art scene, and um, maybe even some of the like 1960s Fillmore psychedelic uh, band posters. Uh, if someone's listening to the podcast now and they wanted to look you up just mm-hmm. to get an idea of what your work looks like, where would they find your work? Um, I'm Sean Keaton Art on Instagram and Twitter, um, although I'm much more on Instagram. And um, I have a website also at SeanKeaton.com. And, and that's S-E-A-N, Keaton, K-E-E-T-O-N. Yes. Yeah. Everybody misspells my last name because of Michael Keaton. That's what we were, we were <laughs> yeah. like trying to figure out exactly how yeah. to pronounce it. I probably it, but... should have just changed my last name. And oh. made it, like that the world wants it spelled a different way. I should have just gone with it. <laughs> uh, what's the medium that you work in? It's a mixture of things. So some of my stuff's um, all uh, acrylic and spray paint. Some of it's all digital, but most of it's a mixture of digital and acrylic and spray paint. Okay. Which is these prints here are that. Can you talk us through the process of, do you start off with a digital kind of blueprint and then go in with the acrylic? Um, so yeah, I, um, well, when I'm first coming up with an idea, I try not to have 
um, anything in my head um, and I just start um, sketching different ideas until something starts to um, feel like it means something to me, feels kind of, things you can tell when something feels real on the page, when it feels like it has some truth that um, is interesting to you. Um, so then I'll sort of sketch around that, um, often in Sharpie, because I want it to be bad at first, because I want to figure out the idea, not sort of get lost in um, construction and making a good piece. Um, and once I have something I'm excited about, um, I will um, do pencil sketches, so on paper pencil sketches, uh, then scan that in and ink it in um, a program called Clip Studio. Um, which is a lot better for any digital artist out there. Photoshop is terrible for inking. Stop using it immediately. <laughs> um, Clip Studio is much more like a natural brush. Um, and then um, I'll do some, some of the painting in, um, in Photoshop for the, for the actual color. And then um, print that out and add acrylic paint and spray paint to it. Okay. And these are prints. Mm -hmm. So if we're looking at, I'm looking at a skeleton yeah. who's not fully together, but uh, he is holding a, what is that called? Scythe. A scythe. Um, so he has a uh, very, what's the uh, death? Grim Reaper. Grim, yeah. I yeah. have no words right now. And he's standing <laughs> on a bunch of skeleton heads and yeah. he's holding in his other hand a watering, watering can. can and he's watering with like uh red blood. water so blood. it's blood <laughs> i need to work through this <laughs> and he's watering these red roses yeah. and the red roses stems are coming out of the eyeballs yeah. of the skeleton heads that he's standing on and then he's got flames around his head yes wait what was my question okay <laughs> <laughs> so where on this would be like the additional um, spray paint? Right. So all the splatter stuff is spray paint. Okay. All the all the splatters, um, and then I will occasionally. This one doesn't have it on it, but I'll occasionally then go in and add some like uh, natural texture. Um, that's usually a thing I will do on um, the pieces that I uh, I do pieces on wood also. Okay. Um, and so that stuff's more likely to get a bit more acrylic stuff um, because this gets put back in the computer and print it out, you know, if it's just a print. But mm -hmm. if I'm doing something on wood, um, I want there to be actual paint on the surface so it's something special and, and um, one of a kind, so not, none of them will be the same. Do you like the kind of texture? I'm with... obsessed with texture. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. I'm obsessed that. with very clean lines <laughs> and then very messy textured mm -hmm. color. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice balance. Exactly. Yeah. I think if I did both of them messy, it would be a mess, but, it, you know, like I said, doing really clean lines lets me go completely insane with the color and it still hold, the lines hold it down and all the black I use sort of holds it down. Mm -hmm. Can we ask you about uh, how you feel about digital art? Because mm -hmm. for you, um, I think it's interesting that you are, there's several different layers to your process, Yeah. whereas there's other digital art that is just on the computer. Yeah. Do you have kind of opinions about what you like? Don't like yeah, um, I mean, most digital artists, I think, work only digitally um, because once you're in the computer, it's much easier just to stay in the computer. Um, and I'm pretty, I think, unusual in that I s prefer to sketch on actual paper. Um, even if I'm doing something just digital, um, for um, I work as an art director for, uh, for video games also. Um, 
I still use paper when I sketch that stuff out um, because it, I don't know, just my brain thinks more clearly when I'm doing that. Um, but that's usually even a lot of people who will actually even end in only traditional media will start with digital sketches. So um, I don't know. So I, I, I have an unusual process. Um, and I like that it's the thing that most people don't quite do. Um, digital definitely, because I do gallery shows and stuff too. Um, and some of that's only traditional media, but a lot of it is a mix of digital and traditional. And it did take me a little bit to feel like that was an okay thing to do because it's so rare to do. Mm -hmm. um, because yeah, digital has at least had, I think it's losing the stigma, but had a stigma of being um, not real art in the same way. Well, and I'm going to sound horrible, but it's hard to do digital art well. Like, yeah. I think you do it well. Thank you. And I've seen a lot of artists feel very passionate about this who do it terribly and they just use the medium as like a... I don't know, almost as a cop-out to create an image, whereas I think you're, you, the way that you use it makes sense with your concept and your imagery. Yeah, I mean, I don't tend to do, do a lot of digital call them tricks, I don't know what the right, you know, but um, I'm not using a lot of filters and overlays and stuff. It's pretty much just, I put down a color that's the, you know, that's the thing that goes down and I'm not really messing with stuff after the fact. If I draw a line, I will either get rid of the line if I don't like it or redraw it. I don't tend to mush it around. Not that that's a bad thing if you do that stuff. Um, but um, I, I treat the digital stuff a lot more like traditional media than I think most artists that work with digital do. Mm -hmm. uh, before we skip over or get too far into your work, can you talk about your background like where you grew up and yeah. how you got here so I had a fairly strange I think um, upbringing I, I grew I was born in Humboldt County in um, Northern California um, which is where hippies come from <laughs> um, and my parents were deadheads and I, um, I actually um, I don't have many memories about this but when I was very very young we briefly lived with a white-robed hippie cult um, called the Christ Brothers. Um, then we moved down to Santa Cruz and then San Diego. And then I went to um, animation school. Well, I went to high school in New Jersey and then animation school in upstate New York. And um, after I graduated, briefly worked at an animation studio um, outside of New York City and then moved back to California as soon as I could because the East Coast um, never quite felt like home to me. Um, lived in San Francisco worked as a, in video games there at an indie studio called Three Rings, and then at Sega as an art director, and then I'm at an indie studio down here um, called Hidden Variable. Okay. And then I recently started doing, well, a couple years ago, started doing all these gallery shows and other stuff with my personal art. And... Um, so I was reading uh, Voyager. Voyager? Voyage, LA? Yes, LA. Ooh. Ugh. <laughs> Words are um, hard today. We are. Um, and you have a very interesting story about when you moved to LA. Do you want to share a little bit You're about that? You're talking about the, uh, the acid? Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. So um, I grew up, uh, to put the story in a little context, I, um, I have OCD, um, but not the, never the... OCD is not quite what people always think it is. Um, I never had the, like, 
compulsive, I gotta check the stove a million times, or um, I've gotta wash my hands over and over. But, you know, I would think I was had cancer, or, you know, I, it, it was annoying. There was a, it was a, I, I grew up with a lot of anxiety. Um, and also sort of always felt like a, I think like a lot of artists do, like a weird uh, person that doesn't, like an alien that didn't quite fit on the planet and wasn't quite like other people. Um, my brother, um, who lives in Berkeley, um, California, um, is kind of a, he does ayahuasca ceremonies and DMT and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so he came down to visit when I first came down to LA, we went on a hike and he gave me acid and I had the full on, uh, ego death experience, the, um, being shattered into a million pieces and I melted under the ground and I lived a hundred years under the ground as a larval bear pupa, which is not a thing, but just imagine a larva, but fuzzy with oh a really cute teddy bear. Oh my god. Wait, is this, <laughs> is this your own like creature? This is like your trip? It was what I thought I was. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought for a hundred years I was this thing while I was on acid, you know, sitting on the side of a cliff. Um, um. <laughs> is this creature anywhere in your artwork? I've drawn sketches of it, but I have not shown it anywhere. Okay. It's just in my sketchbooks. Um, I was thinking of doing a gallery show or a book based on this, but I, well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so then, um, after this hundred-year experience, I um, uh, was reborn, but not as me, just as a part of the universe. And ate an apple that was an actual apple. I had brought it; it was real. Existed. We <laughs> 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 Um And saw the universe, uh, you know, the world through new eyes for the first time. Um, the impressionist painters are right. It looked like that. That's what the universe looked like to me. Uh, sort of saw it without the, the filters, that whatever filters go away when you're on acid. Um, and it was the first time I really part, felt like I was a part of the world um, and a part of, um, yeah, just a gen real part of humanity, a real part of the world. Um, I could see like, how the how the mountains were formed by the water that came down and how everything related to everything else and it made me um sort of realize that um not only was i not in it, you know not separate from the world i was really a part of the universe that everything the universe isn't a place we live it's it's what everything is um and since we're in it we are the universe the same as everything else same as the rocks and trees and each other um, and that really calmed me down um, and also just seeing how like intense the, I mean it was an intense experience and so feeling the universe being that intense um, my OCD I mean I surely still have it but it's not really like a problem in my life since that day it like treated it effectively um, because OCD is about trying to protect yourself from from some tragedy befalling you and just the fact that like oh no if the universe wanted to crush me it would do it easily and I'm not going to figure out like some little trick to like save myself and it just um so it's a combination of like oh there's nothing you could do about it don't worry about it and a like oh look how beautiful this is all is like you should really be here and live this life and um instead of trying to like protect your life you should live it and um and then you know I was kind of on this path already with in terms of my art but the like explosive color uh wasn't there before that experience Really? Yeah. That's a fascinating story. <laughs> um, uh, has, so, 
I do all the research, and Lisa has no idea what she's going to do. I had no idea that was coming. I was like, I have a great story I want him to share. And Lisa's like, okay. I'm like, I'm not going to tell you anything about it. That's why my face this whole time was like, what? <laughs> Uh, so I have to ask, um, cause that seems like a pretty life changing experience. Mm-hmm. Has it made you want to do it again? So I, yeah, so I did it, I've done it. So every day of my life since that day has been better than it would have been mm-hmm. otherwise. Um, it was a lot of work though and it was really exhausting. And so, um, there, there was like, also the next day it was like, that was amazing. I'm really glad I don't have to do it again today. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have done it. One time since then, um, but kind of on accident, in that um, uh, somebody um, wanted to try microdosing for their depression, but was scared that if they that they would get the dosage wrong, and would trip. And so I was like, "Well, I've done it. I'll give I'll give that dose a shot and see if anything happens." And you know, it it was too high. <laughs> um, so I ended up. You're, um, you're a team player. <laughs> So like, I ended all up, right, twist my arm. <laughs> so I ended up going out and um, uh, hanging out on a on a hill, uh, looking at bunnies and quail and uh, thinking snakes, uh, sticks were snakes uh, oh. for the day. But um, it was actually on Halloween, I think. Um, but it, it was a it was it a pleasant experience. Does not seem like it, the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's LA, so it's still sunny on Halloween. Okay. <laughs> See all these people? They're the actual people in costumes. <laughs> I did go to a, a, a costume party that night, um, but it had it had mostly worn. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to go to this. <laughs> had to throw together a costume at the last second. Yeah, was... that's gnarly. <laughs> so were you working in black and white before, or just not as vibrant? I was doing colors? a lot of just black and white. Um, I did have ink splatters, but it was different. So it would be black and white um, line work, and then I would... Um, take uh, like India ink and I would drop it from a dropper and then while it was falling I would hit it with compressed air so it would like explode on the paper. Oh cool. And then I would uh, usually add like one or two spot colors so more like um, like um, look, it would look more like a screen printed poster than than what this is. Okay. I love the use of colors in these pieces. Oh, thank you. Do you so do you have an emo- uh, an emotion or a story that you connect with? Like, for example, this one, which is an eyeball. Um, hold on. I it. <laughs> well. it's, a, it's an eyeball coming out of a woman's ear while she's oh, sort of floating coming. in space. And it's looking at her. So that one's actually, um, that one's probably the one that's most directly based on that acid trip I told you about. Um, in that that is, um, um, it's called I Observed Myself and I Was the Universe. And so it's her sort of. Um, realizing that she's the same stuff as everything, but also, um, so I'm going to get even weirder. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, one of the, um, one of the things that I sort of got interested with after the, the trip was the, this idea that, um, you know, I felt like a piece of a, of a much bigger whole. And if you look at like a photoreceptor in an eyeball, doesn't know it's part of an eyeball. It doesn't know it's doing a bigger thing than it's doing. Um, and I, so I started to feel like humans and animals and sort of living things are likely part of a bigger thing, like a, a bigger process that we can't see. 
Um, and a thing that would be interesting to me is if that process was that the universe sort of evolved life so it could see itself and experience what it was. So this is the universe experiencing itself. I think it's very interesting. That's really cool. I like like the juicy eyeball. <laughs> juicy eyeballs. But I don't expect anybody to look at this and take that specific thing mm -hmm. away from it, obviously. Um, I... Um, I like it, you know, I feel like art's most interesting um, in the realm of metaphor and archetype. So, um, which, you know, those things have multiple meanings that are all true. So um, when people come to me with a different meaning they get out of this, I'm almost happier than when they get the my meaning out of a piece. So. Okay. How often do you share your meaning? Um, I'm doing it more often because, I mean, initially, um, I tried not to ever share what things meant and um, people were very dissatisfied with that. Mm. When somebody asks you what does this mean, you go, oh, it means whatever you want it to. Nobody's, nobody likes that answer. No. So, um, <laughs> so now I actually answer with, with the question, you know, when people ask it. But I also started um, more often writing um, my thoughts around things when I will post it to Instagram or um, whatever. Um, so I do sometimes, sometimes I don't. Um, Sort of just depends on how how interesting I think people will find the um, the idea behind the piece, but um, yeah. But I'm not super hung up on whether or not people get the exact the exact meaning or not. Mm -hmm. I do like that uh, you say um, you know it can mean whatever you want it to mean, whereas some artists will turn it back and be like, well, what do you think it means? And I'm like, every time that happens, I'm like, I'm not ready. Oh yeah, I'm not yeah, ready yeah. to answer this. Put you on the spot. <laughs> no, no. What, you, what does yeah. it mean? I'm just seeing this Don't for the first time. Don't answer my question with a question. <laughs> uh, let's go into your experience um, with being an art director mm -hmm. for the video game companies. Yeah. Um, so I've made um, a bunch of um, mobile and um, computer, like Steam PC games. Or, um, and... Um, that's obviously a very different experience than making the, this um, personal art. Um, it's it's nice to, one, it's nice to have like the sort of structure of, you know, gonna go here in the studio and work with a bunch of other people every day. And it's also just, I enjoy um, making something bigger and more complex than I would have time to do on my own. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I grew up uh, really into video games and so, um, I was either going to be a comic artist, um, animator, or work in video games, and video games is the one that sort of ended up making the, up the most sense. What? So I don't really know too much about what an art director would do mm -hmm. for a video game. Can you kind of, a day in the life of sure. what your work is? Yeah, so it was a little different um, when I was at uh, Sega than um, now, because the studio I'm at now is smaller, although I was at, uh, within Sega, a reasonably small um, Studios, Sega has a bunch of studios, so um, ours was still, you know, reasonably contained. And so what an art director would do at a, a giant studio like uh, EA or Activision is going to be a little different in which they're going to only probably manage um, the art pipeline, which is the sort of uh, processes and, and software and stuff to, to get art out one end, you know, in one end and not the other. Mm -hmm. um, so I do, I do some of that. I you know, hire people and manage contractors and make sure things stay on schedule and um, uh, 
uh, part of being an art director is sometimes uh, being a little bit of like a human shield for the other artists where you're trying to suck up any craziness so they don't have to know craziness is happening and can, um, can work effectively. But um, one of the things I love work about working at um, indie studios is I also get, a, a, most of my time actually is spent actually making art. So I animate and do 3D model and texture stuff and design things, uh, design characters and backgrounds and draw them. And so I sort of end up doing a little bit of every, all the art that's, that's in the game as well as making sure the art that everyone else is doing um, is what we need. Mm-hmm. So it's a mixture of sort of managerial stuff and being an artist. Can you name a few of the games that you've worked on? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, the first game I worked on was called Puzzle Pirates, which is a pirate MMO back in the day. Um, worked on Spiral Knights. Worked on a Doctor Who game. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> worked on a How to Train Your Dragon game. That one won nice. uh, whatever the BBC, the Doctor Who game won whatever the BBC equivalent of like a Emmy is, but for games, it's nice. Yeah. Um, a How to Train Your Dragon game, um, a game, a word game called uh, Spellwood, um, a puzzle game called Cranky Food. I worked on. Oh, I'm not allowed to talk about that. I worked on a game Ooh. called. Um, I'm working on a game right now, uh, which is uh, Skullgirls, which is a 2D fighting game. That's really cool. Um, do a lot of the artists that work under you, do they also sketch out their drawings ahead of time, or do any of them exhibit as well? Um, do any of them exhibit as well? Oh, yeah. I def- yeah, I, I definitely... Yeah, some of them um, do do our exhibits, but it's not super common. Um, okay. Most of the people in video games, um, a lot of them do their own work, but they just sort of they just sort of post it online. I, um yeah, there's two kinds of um, artists that tend to work at studios. I think this is true in animation and games. Um, there are kinds that um, um, are, and they're, they're both super valuable, but there are, there are artists that have literally come up to me and said, listen, I'm not an idea person. Like, you just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And there's other ones that if that you just tell them what to do, they kind of chafe at it. Um, so there's, some people are really excited about doing their own stuff and some people um, are amazing craftspeople that... Um, just want to know what to do, and they're going to really um, nail it. Awesome. Are you, you're the one that... I'm going to be a person. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to roll with this. Do you still play video games, or because it's your I do, um, but not near as much as I did before I worked in them, um, because the, well, the time it takes to uh, work in games, and then also do gallery shows, and also do... Um, I do comics and um, I want to start doing murals. There's it's the amount of time left over for games is Minimal. rapidly decreasing. Mm-hmm. So um, I play them mostly to see what other people are doing and see how they look, and you know, um, and I have fun playing them. But it's it's a um, yeah, I, I I can't play like sixty hour long giant games anymore. Mm-hmm. Dang, 60 hours? Yeah, that's a lot of games are oh 60 hours. <laughs> that's what, when you... Or infinite. The MMOs are infinite. They just, you can play them, people play them for years. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they're, they suck lives away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking from experience, Tyler. <laughs> um, so that it's interesting that you say that you want to go into murals mm-hmm. because when I was looking at your Instagram and you had done the secret walls, yep. uh, walls? 
competition. Yeah. It, you were doing it on a wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was more like a mural yeah. type of thing. How was that competition? It was really fun. I loved doing it. Um, so what Secret Walls, for people who don't know, is it's the largest um, art battle in the world. Um, and so it comes out of, you know, street art and um, graffiti culture and stuff. And basically they uh, give you a white wall and uh, some black paint and uh, a 15 millimeter, which is a really fat, chunky um, acrylic paint marker in black. And you're supposed to just go up and without any advanced sketching or anything, just paint straight in the paint um, a timed piece at the same time other people are. And then um, usually the crowd um, sort of screams to, to vote on the winner. <laughs> and they have like a, a volume meter to, to see one, but uh, sometimes they'll have like um, guest judges that are sort of famous people in the um, street art world. Um, but yeah, it was really, really fun to do. Um, it was uh, four feet by four feet, um, which is um, the largest piece that I'd done in a really, really long time and made me sort of realize, oh, right, I want to do giant, giant, much, much bigger things than that. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, yeah, so hopefully I'll do something on the side of a giant building at some point. Did they approach you or was yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, one of the um, the, the guys that um, sets it up, uh, I found, found my work on Instagram and, and messaged me and asked if I wanted to do it. How often are... Do you paint in front of people? Is that something that you were used to? That's the first time. Well, I mean, as an art director, you do sketches in front of people all the time, but that's a different thing because it's not supposed to. That's going to get an idea across and to be a good piece. That was the first time I had um, painted in front of people, um, as in front of an audience, um, with the exception that I do a comedy show at the. Um, at the Virgil in um, Silver Lake um, every three months or so. Um, it's called Picture This. And so that is stand-up comedians go up and they do their set. And um, while they're doing their set, uh, me or another artist is sort of drawing behind them their, uh, their set and trying to sort of get them off their set a little bit and turn it into sort of a visual improv um, where they're I'm adding stuff and then they're riffing on what I'm adding and we go back and forth and maybe they'll dip back into their set and come back into um, what we're sort of making together. That's so, so fun. <laughs> I have to be like, you yeah, have good. to let us know when you're doing it next. <laughs> yeah, well, for sure. How did the uh, the Secret Walls competition go for you? Um, I did not win, although, um, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Some of the people at the who put the show on say I, I should have, so they think I don't know if I'm so sad. <laughs> how, how many people were you? It was um, 19 people. 19 people. Okay. Oh, wow. So it's, it's usually a three-on-three -three battle, but this time they were trying a new thing, and so it was 19 versus all against each other. Dang. <laughs> I rarely think of art as, like, an adrenaline rush outside, like, a plastic or oh, yeah. Jesus, like, yeah, yeah. adrenaline, like, gorilla style, but that had to have been insane. Yeah. Like, the pressure of people, like, cheering and watching I, and, like, timed. I thought I was calm during it. Um, uh-huh. But there's a photo of me afterwards where there's just a vein on my forehead oh. which I've never I didn't even know I had one. There. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like mentally prepare or do some sketches? Did you have an idea of what you wanted to do going in? Yeah. Um. I. I. Um. Yeah. I. I. I, I sort of did a sharpie drawing to figure out what I, what I was gonna gonna paint, and then 
obviously when it's big, it's a different, different experience. But, um, but yeah, I had an idea of what it was going to be because it yeah. was, it was timed for 45 minutes. They usually do an hour and a half. This one was 45 minutes. Oh so like there wasn't a lot of time. Are to people sitting out. the whole time? Oh no, it's, it's standing and every, the whole well, audience is standing too. Okay. Yeah. So they can, do they like come oh, up and 19, they have to be like walking around to see all of them. They're yeah. trying to. It was really yeah. packed. It was um, super crowded. But um, yeah, a couple... Of, I mean, I tried to like push them out of my head and just just paint the thing. But um, every once in a while, I would see somebody in my peripheral vision or somebody would like walk by. I'm like, yeah. oh, hey, all right, people are here. That's so gnarly. <laughs> I want to see one. I want to see that. Shorter mm-hmm. amount of time, five times the amount of people. That's... Yeah. 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 They're doing them once a month now at uh, Start LA. Oh, okay. Which I think is Koreatown adjacent. Okay. We're going. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah. That's very cool. That's really, really cool. Yeah. It's it's one of I mean it's one of my favorite art events in the whole world, so I was planning to uh-huh. apply to do it and so when they messaged me I was like, Oh whoa, no way. Yeah, that's huge. <laughs> so question for you. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how I feel about it, but how do you feel about art being seen as a competition? Um, so yeah. Um it's not, it's definitely not the natural, it's not, I'm not a super, I'm very competitive with myself and I'm constantly trying to push myself to be better than I was before, but I don't, I do, yeah, I don't have any desire to like beat other people. I actually find the LA art community to be, um, shockingly, um, supportive of each other and everybody seems to want to like help push each other to be to be um you know to get further and to to do more shows and to do more cool stuff um secret walls is a very friendly competition i feel like um it's there's it is it's it's a like um it's a fun bravado not really like a real aggressive thing um but i'm definitely it's I mean, so the piece I did was, um, uh, it was, uh, two skeletons who had like got their tongues tied together. Um, and then had, there's like a head, the body, they share a single body and are holding the head and a knife. And in my head, that was, uh, me, um, sort of, it was about like self aggrandizement in front of the crowd. And it was me cutting off my own head to sort of like make out with myself. Cause I was like thrilled to do this thing. And so it's sort of, it's, was poking fun at myself in a competition where I'm supposed to be beating other people, but I'm just trying to do my own painting and not really worry nice. so much about beating other people. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about artists competing? Well, so I was listening to the book that I was telling you about, The Seven Days In. You need to send it to me. I know. And they talk about how they're talking about the um, like art competitions and how art shouldn't really be about competition, but it's all about competition almost like we have art awards we have residencies we are getting into an mfa program so juried art shows yeah so it's this weird kind of art shouldn't be competitive but in the art world it is so it's just an interesting kind of tug of war so what does your gut say how do you feel personally i think life is competition um i don't think you as an artist should look at other art artists work and feel like it's a competition it should be like you were saying a competition with yourself you're always trying to better your own artwork um, and never be quite satisfied with what you're making 
but you have to, if you want grants and awards, you have to put yourself out there for competition as well. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 limited space in each gallery, and if your painting's in there, I mean, somebody else's painting isn't in there. Mm -hmm. um, but the artists that I know that are outwardly competitive in a way where they seem to think that your success is their failure. Um, it helps them short term. You can sort of very short term get a lot of stuff going um, by sort of hoarding all the opportunities you can. Um, but I, it seems pretty clear to me that long term um, people don't, I mean, other people aren't going to share opportunities they find with you if you're doing that. Um, and I, it's just, and the art world is so small. Um, I mean, there's millions of people making art, but the, in any city, the actual scene, you end up knowing almost everybody really quick. And you know who's a jerk and you know who's nice. And the jerks don't, I, people don't want to work with them for very long. And um, so even if there is, um, I don't, yeah, I mean, there's not even really a limited amount of opportunity because if you're a bunch of artists, Oh, there's, so there's a bunch of artists I really love down in Long Beach, um, a bunch of painters and um, mirrorless and stuff, and they uh, launched this thing recently called Hello Welcome, where they took a, a building called the Ice House, I think it was literally an old ice house probably in the 50s or 40s or whatever, um, that was this messed up abandoned warehouse, and they painted the whole inside with tons of murals and are having all these art shows together. So. Um, if you're thinking of art as this collaborative thing um, that you can do with your friends and with the scene that you found, um, you literally can create opportunity. It's not that, oh, there's five galleries in this part of town and that's it. Like you can, if you get more, a bunch of people to rally around a thing, it's easier to make more pop-up shops or, you know, figure out new, new opportunities. I agree. And I think <laughs> I like it. an artist should be so confident that they're making unique work that if you're looking at someone as competition, maybe yeah. you're not unique enough mm -hmm. almost, yeah. well, was, which is crazy. Yeah, I was talking to my friend um, on the weekend um, who's a really accomplished um, artist, uh, animator who works at Disney. And he has a bunch of like, in terms of drawing in a style appropriate to Disney, I mean, he just crushes me um but the stuff that but the stuff that I do well he wouldn't do well you know um and so it's more about finding a a way that you love to draw that's going to make you keep drawing so much that you get really good at that thing um and or yeah and or that that thing it becomes interesting to people and and to try to compare your art to somebody else's art directly like that it's just everybody does a different thing so it's hard to like say that one's better than that one. I mean, unless it's really, really the thing I can call inexperience. But uh, so you have brought a artist highlight for us. Mm -hmm. uh, do you want to introduce him? Yeah. So his name is uh, Joey Stuper, um, and he's actually part of the Hello Welcome um, crew that I mentioned down in Long Beach. Um, and so I tend to um, my favorite artists tend to. Um, be art, make art that feels like it's all part of a single world, um, that you're sort of peering into a self-contained um, universe and you're just getting every piece they do as another glimpse into that. Um, so I've seen murals that he does, but he also does a lot of really tiny work, which I really like. Um, and I, when I, I first saw it on social media before I'd seen it in person. And I thought it was sort of 
you know, maybe 12 inches by 12 inches and then turned out to be like three inches by three inches. So it is a super precise painting where there's a ton of little stuff going on in these little like alien cartoon characters. Um, so when you look at it in person, you sort of almost want a jeweler's loop because there's so much going on in there. And it's just, I really like that there's this whole little universe in this tiny area. And he, he also makes like, um, he'll make like these like gems that he sort of makes out of resin and paint and stuff. Um, and they feel like they're like actual artifacts coming out of that universe he's creating in his paintings. So you're getting like pieces of his world coming into the real world, which is really fun. Um, and then he does a lot of stuff with resin with layers. So he'll have these really detailed paintings and then um, that, that exists on several layers. So if you move it around, you can sort of see the depth of the pieces. And... Do you know if when he's painting the little tiny pieces if he's using like a magnifying glass to paint them as well or is he just I I do not know I don't think he does but I'm that's just I don't know why I'm even guessing on that <laughs> <laughs> they're really cool pieces and so detailed for being smaller than the size of his hand yeah yeah they're yeah he does he does do bigger he work is, too yeah. but yeah a lot of his pieces are, are, are super small and really cool awesome yeah, so those those are the gems the you're gems looking at you're now, not, yeah. <clears throat> All right, and we'll be sure to share his stuff too. Cool. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. He's uh, also one of the nicest artists in really? the country, probably. Yeah. Aww. I think it's interesting that he works so small because it's kind of like artists make big work so yeah. that they can have a presence in a gallery where the viewer has to come in and interact with them. But his work, I can just imagine kind of discovering being like yeah. delightfully discovering yeah. this small little universe and then being so interested in looking at it that the size almost works for it right yeah yeah, yeah. well even on my phone i want to like pull it closer and like really take a look at it like, i don't know that's really Zoom. cool yeah and he's also part of this mural crew so he does big stuff too yeah but i actually first i didn't i first saw that his pieces were tiny at one of the mural shows. So I went to see his mural and then he had a bunch of the little pieces. I'm like, wait, these are, I thought they were, all right, yeah. all right, <laughs> cool. That's awesome. And what was his name one more time? Joey Stuper. Okay, and that's Joey, J-O-E-Y-S-T-U-P-O-R. Yes, I'm sure that's not his real last name, but I don't know his actual last name, but that's what he goes by, <laughs> his punk rock name. I like it. Always a good spelling bee in here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would fail completely. <laughs> spelling them and saying words out loud. <laughs> Not our best. <laughs> All right. Is it a real or fake art news time? I think so. Sweet. Get ready. Game time. Okay. Okay. All right. So you two are going to be competing against each other. Okay. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> stare down. Last time I failed at this, though. Last time oh. I hey, last time I let you play on the same team. Yeah, and we both failed. So it's, it's really helping yeah. you that I am separating you guys. It's our competition. It is. That's oh. how I'm fine with it. <laughs> oh yeah, what? No how, one asked my opinion on podcast. How do you feel about art competition? <laughs> I feel great, and that's why we're gonna play. All we're right. Fake art news. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna go through them one at a time, and you have to say if it's a real or fake art news headline. Okay. All right. They could all be real. They could all be fake. It could be half and half. We don't know. And by we, I mean you guys, because I do know. <laughs> all right. Number one. Gagosian to expand LA presence with restaurant chore funky. True. 
I'm going chill. You read that one. No, I didn't. <laughs> it's Gagosian. They do that kind of All stuff. All right. Well, you guys are tied. <laughs> Number two. Studio Museum Head Mints Ice Cream Flavor. What does that even mean? Studio? Say it again. Studio Museum Head. Okay. Mints Ice Cream Flavor. I'm going to go... F- uh, it doesn't make sense to me, so I want to say it's true. Because I feel like if you made up one, it would make sense. <laughs> I'm going to go true because I, I don't know. I feel like the word mint is what they would use if they tried to they were trying to write it. Are you guys it. both going true? They're going true. Yeah. Yeah. That was real. Oh, <laughs> we're killing They're, it. I know. I don't like it. It's I also like want to resist my natural urge to just, if the last one is true, assume the next one is true. I know. <laughs> I'll try to mess with you guys. Um, so they said that this is the biggest crossover between art and ice cream since the banana split. Oh. Yeah, this is my favorite article today. Okay, okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait. All right. All right. I'll, I'll accept it. <laughs> All right. Kanye led initiative for new art at Coachella. Is this true to you? I'm going to go false. He did some kind of thing at Coachella. Some kind of like church thing or something. Some kind of service. He did some, it was called a service. I don't know if that has anything to do with art though. Mm. I'm going to go false. Interesting. You guys are beating me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you almost got me to switch my answer. I was like, well, yes. <laughs> All right. French government to hold architecture competition for Notre Dame rebuilding. Notre Dame. Oh, I need to edit That's that. That's true. That was on the news. You're not supposed to watch yeah. the news. I, I, I'm listening to the news in my car. <laughs> true. All right. Leo Thomwell, gallery manager, pleads guilty to embezzlement and grant fraud. Say the name again. Leo Thomwell. Is that a girl or a boy? I believe it is a male. He's a gallery manager. I don't know which gallery. I did not. I'm going to go false. I'm going true. I think I read something about this, although I don't recognize that guy's name. All right. It is fake. Oh, man. I don't know what I read. There was someone else who just, uh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Just mixed it up. Tricky. Man, you guys really did good this round. Thank you. I up my game. <laughs> what a bummer. I hate it when I lose. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Yay, you did so well. Yeah. Hey, you took, you took home the W. Thank you. Great job. Thank you. Great job. Yeah, that was I mean, you were, you were, <laughs> you were close. Close behind. You were. Well done, guys. I'll try and get you next time. All right. That, I love this game. It's my favorite part. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Mine too. In the spirit of competition. <laughs> so, that is... I think that wraps us up. Any closing notes? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. Do you have any shows coming up? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I have work at Garage Gallery right now. They're open every Thursday. Um, and then uh, I'll also be at the next uh, opening. I'll have work um, also at Garage Gallery, um, which is coming up in... I think the second week of March, second or third Saturday of March, probably second. Okay. Uh, is That's that... in downtown Los Angeles. Okay. Is it a commercial gallery, nonprofit? It's a commercial gallery. Okay. Um, and their their openings are 
more uh, party-like than most uh, oak yeah. uh, galleries. Yeah, we will be yeah. there. <laughs> they have a they have a separate room in the back that's uh, all blacklight with. Uh, fluorescent <gasps> murals and stuff on the I'm wall. I'm so excited. And they have either DJs or live bands play. Um, and then there's the sort of standard art um, opening in the front room. Very cool. Do they yeah. uh, like curate their shows or is it a call for entry? Uh, they curate their shows. Okay. Very nice. Well, we will put all of that on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so if people want to find you, we've already said that you have an Instagram, but you yeah. also have a website. Yeah. SeanKeaton.com. And on your website, is your website connected to your shop? Yeah. Too? Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you just click on shop, um, I sell uh, prints and t-shirts and stickers and magnets and um, mostly art prints. And then I'm probably going to put up some originals uh, pretty soon on there too. Okay. Do you take commissioned work as well? I do. Um, I do. Um, I do. Um, mostly it's um, album covers and uh, gig posters that I do, but I'll... I take uh, a t-shirt signs and stuff too. Um, yeah, I do it, um, but it's sort of, I fit it in um, between my personal stuff and my uh, art direction stuff. So. Perfect. Great. Awesome. Great. Thank well, you so yeah, much. Thank you so yeah. much. Thanks for having me. This, this was fun. awesome. Yeah. All right. We'll catch you later, guys. Bye, guys. Love you.